take charge of your leadership development. Join our How to Take the Lead Substack community for bonus materials, exclusive content, and discussions that will challenge and change the way you lead. Visit howtotakethelead.com to find out more. So maybe it's maybe it's just another word that goes into our banish box of things we don't like using. The in banish leadership. box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to How to Take the Lead, the podcast where we challenge the myths and stereotypes of what it means to be a leader today and help you to succeed in post without compromise. I'm Lee Griffith. And I'm Carrie-Anne Wade. And together we will be your guides, questioning everything we've ever learned about leadership, sharing our experiences along the way and inspiring you to make a real impact in your role. Visit howtotakethelead.com for show notes, past episodes and to join our community. Enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome back to How to Take the Lead. If you're new to the show, hit the follow button so you don't miss future episodes. And if you're a regular listener, please share the show with someone you know so even more people can join the modern leader movement. Um, We're also now on YouTube. So if you're watching us there, hello. Um, And we'd love it if you subscribed and liked this video so there's more chance of YouTube doing its thing and pushing it out, algorithm, all of that. I don't quite understand it. Um, but if you could subscribe, that would be great. Um, also, I forgot last time, my my role as chair was really poor. I didn't tell you about our socials. So we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter. So get involved in the conversations over there. That would be great. Is there anything else on our little checklist of stuff we need to say, carry on? I think that's probably about it. People can, yeah, people can join our community if they head over to the website. Um, they can subscribe. We promise not to spam you. We just send you good stuff as and when. Um, so yeah, I think that's everything. Lots of ways now for people to engage with us, which is very exciting. I know. It's good. Well, it's, you know, part of the mission, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's 2023 is the year of the mission, isn't it? We're yeah. going to make things happen, not just the talking. We're going to no. do some doing. Yes, exactly. So how are you feeling today? Um, I'm feeling all right today, actually. I feel like, oh, why do I always go to weather? I was just about to say, I feel like the weather is perked up a little bit. The sun has been shining. The days feel a smidge longer. So yeah, all happy here. How are you? We're going to have to start calling you Carrie Ann Fish. Is that, uh, is, that, is that what I'm thinking? Michael Fish. Fish. Yeah, yeah. Carrie Ann Fish. <laughs> we should do a little mini series of uh, weather updates. You know, there might be another career in you yet. Maybe this is your, um, you know, inner feeling. You really want to become maybe a I meteorologist. Want it to be, <laughs> yeah, maybe I wanted to be a weather person. I, I've got plenty of years left in me before retirement. So who knows? <laughs> so let's get to the meat of today's conversation. And today I want to tackle a word that so many people use when they think about their leadership and their development. Well, they use it in life too. Um, And that's the word confidence. Um, I'd say like 95% of the discussions I'm having with clients at the moment is around the notion of confidence and how it's impacting them at work. Usually when people talk about confidence, I find it's from the perspective of not having it. But it would be interesting to get your thoughts on this. I think it's some of the biggest leadership issues can stem from people having too much confidence. So I always find that an interesting dynamic. And the other thing I notice is that the word confident 
can be so subjective and absolutely will mean something different to me than it means to you, for example. And I did my little Google. I love it I like, when you, you do a Google. Yeah, I love a little Google. And the Google definition of confidence was the feeling or belief that one can have faith in or rely on someone or something, which I thought was quite interesting. Um, and when I was reading up about different things around confidence, words that people kept talking about was assertiveness, self-confidence, speaking up. So it shows that there's this breadth of difference in what confidence means. And I'm sure we'll get into it at some point, but you know, the biases that also play in around what it means to be confident. So confidence in women is definitely perceived as something very different as confidence in men and the negative con connotations of a confident woman versus a confident man, particularly when it comes to leadership, I think it's really interesting. Um, and you know, I've mentioned this in, in previous series and actually it's in our leadership um, reading list. If you haven't got a copy of that, you can go to our website, housetakelead.com and get your copy. The Confidence Code by Kitty Kay and Claire Shipman, which I think is a really, really brilliant book at breaking down this notion of confidence and, and confidence from a female perspective. Um, so for all that preamble, <laughs> uh, I, I kind of want to explore what confidence means to you, because I do think it is so subjective. Oh, absolutely. And just before I go on to that bit of the conversation, it's really interesting isn't it, that you said how many of your clients are talking about confidence and being confident in that leadership space. And uh, in the Thrive programme, I run a session that is about uh, confidence and growing your confidence for uh, communications leaders and aspiring comms leaders. And it was really interesting because we've got to programme four um, and we've had a conversation about shifting the notion away from being confident to having self-belief. Mm. And I just found that was quite interesting. And it, it might be about the profession. Again, um, you know, the delegates that are coming through my Thrive program are, are all female. Mm. Um, but I just don't know if people are now wanting to, kind of, you know, people are saying, I'm a confident person. It's not that I don't have confidence. It's just that there are occasions in the workplace where my self-belief is knocked. And then that makes me operate in a different way. So I just think it is very interesting, isn't it, what you've said about how people perceive confidence. But um, for me personally, so that's the, the question that you asked, sorry, having digressed slightly. Um, it, for me, being confident or demonstrating confidence personally is all about how I feel I'm showing up in the mm. workplace. It's about um, feeling able to express my professional opinion. Um, and finding a way for me to have a voice in the room or in the conversation, whatever that might look like. It's not always a, a physical speaking voice, but like, how am I um, showing up, having a voice, um, expressing what I feel is important about any given topic? There's something for me in that, though, about not feeling judged. Mm -hmm. So times possibly when I have felt judged for having my professional opinion, that probably has made me feel less confident. Um, to then continue to express my opinion but definitely as a leader there's also something for me around confidence showing up as being able to deal with difficult things so yeah. not shying away from challenging conversations or managing difficult issues 
because I'm worried about the consequence of that. It's like there will be a consequence and it could be any number of things, but I'm confident enough in myself to know that the right thing to do um, is to address the issue. So that was kind of my summary. I'm sure there's more in there if we unpacked it, but that could probably be a whole therapy session on a pouch. Maybe that's what this episode's going to be. Maybe it will be. Maybe it will be. How about you, Lee? What does it mean for you? So I think for me, confidence is that feeling of being able to represent yourself, your work, your decision making, I think, rather than um, maybe some of the other things that we've talked. It's that showing up that you've, you've said, which is important. I think from a leadership perspective, the role of leaders is to gain confidence of others so that an outcome is achieved so for me that's like how do you build trust and I think that's why I look in the word confidence when I look at it from a from a leadership perspective though yeah I think that trust thing is really important and I'm sure we'll talk about it more as the conversation goes on but there is something about trust on all of those levels so how are you building trust how are you building a culture where people feel that they are trusted to mm-hmm. make decisions, they're empowered to find solutions, that they feel, I know we talk about this a lot, but they feel that that safety of being able to express themselves because actually if you don't feel safe or you have fear of a negative consequence, then I think even if you're a very confident person, you can decide not to show up in a space because it's yeah. it's easier or it has less that potential negative impact on you. Yeah. So one of my big issues and we're just going to get in there right at the beginning because I don't don't want a pussyfoot around this one but it's when leaders are giving feedback to someone and I've had this in my career and I've talked about it before on on the show um and they say you need to speak up more you need to be more confident and the two almost go hand in hand as a piece of feedback that you get and it's like confidence equals having a voice being loud, being heard, and possibly maybe being extrovert. Um, And for me, I've never had a problem with confidence in my career in the broadest sense. I know my abilities. I know what I'm good at. I was confident of the advice and guidance I was giving people. I was confident when I needed to know more because I'm not saying that I had all the answers. Um, but I was confident in my role and in my profession, but I was quiet. And I've said this a lot. I didn't, and I don't speak for speaking sake. I didn't feel my voice had to be the loudest one. In fact, I think people listened to me more because I spoke less than others. Um, And I I remember this was probably about 18 months when I was first starting my business and I posted something on LinkedIn about being quiet. And someone who I'd worked with early on in my career replied and said, oh, yes, they remember me being shy and unconfident. I really got my back up because, Mm -hmm. yes, they might have been right about the shy bit because especially around people I don't know, I do tend to be more reserved, but that doesn't mean I lack confidence. And I find it fascinating that so many of us perpetuate that myth of confidence equals loud. And actually, I think it can be doing some real damage to people who are being pushed against their type so to you know to become something else and it's another reason an example why I think you know the concept of imposter syndrome is a bit of a fallacy because it's biases like that that creates 
doubt in individuals. It's a bit like you've just said with the people that you're working with on your program. It can be things that happen external to mm. your environment and that, that push a perception on how you should be yeah. that creates that self-doubt in what you're doing. And that's where I think the danger of this concept of, of confidence really plays into the workplace. So I'd be interested on your views on that after I've had my little rant. <laughs> so I guess it's interesting, isn't it? Because again, we've talked about this a lot on the show. So I'm I'm more naturally extroverted and I would say my preference is, is as an extrovert. But I think sometimes in the same way that you're saying there's this assumption that people who have more introverted tendencies are shy and not confident and actually that's not true I mean some people might be but um you know I I don't think that's true I also think sometimes as an extrovert there are the same kind of myths actually Mm. so uh, in my own experience and working with other people who are also extroverted sometimes that loudness and how you are showing up that is potentially perceived to be confident, perhaps sometimes arrogant, perhaps sometimes um, just being a bit too much and not letting other people have the space is actually a bit of a cover for the times when you are feeling least confident because Mm -hmm. it's almost like putting up a shield or there's a bit of a facade that you keep up and it's like, actually, if I'm the person who, you know, cracks the jokes is the person that's bringing everyone together and you know, being really bubbly and and maybe a bit overconfident in the room. I'm probably being more like that when I am feeling least confident in myself. So that's quite interesting for me in terms of a, a bit of a dynamic to explore. And then the other thing that I've personally found is that sometimes it's assumed that because you are a confident person, that you don't need support for things. Mm. So particularly more in relationships where, you know, I've needed support from my line manager for example even as a senior leader you need that support don't you sometimes feedback you need you know to be able to be supported because yes you can be confident but that doesn't mean that you feel like you know everything there's always still more to learn but often I think if you're perceived as a really confident person it's almost like well you don't you don't need that support because you know what you're doing because you're really super confident and I've often sometimes found that conversations where I'm trying to express where maybe I do feel like I need to learn more I need more experience of something sometimes get a bit overlooked and brushed off a bit because it's like yeah but you're really confident it's like "Mm, what's that got to do with like how I feel about a specific topic or a specific area of my work so yeah that was my original thoughts that came out as you were talking from my perspective of being more extroverted in that space Are you a communications professional experiencing a specific issue or blocker at work right now? Do you need some time and space to focus on finding a solution to an immediate issue you're facing? If this sounds like you, then a one-off mentoring session with me, Carrie-Anne, could be perfect to help get you back on track. In this session, we'll provide the clarity you need to get straight to the heart of the challenge and offer a fresh perspective on actions that you can take. To find out more, visit cats-pajamas.co.uk. It's interesting. So, so what struck me as you were talking was this sense of, you know, if there are these perceptions of how confident people show up or extroverted people show up, and it's not necessarily the case, and then there's perceptions of introverted people and how they are unconfident and how they show up, and that isn't the case. Like, who is it then that's creating this 
this <laughs> kind of tension around showing up with confidence. Because if you're an extrovert telling someone to be more confident, but you're not feeling confident yourself, why would you be doing that? And if you're an introvert or, or someone who's deemed to be seeming unconfident, why, why aren't you challenging it? I, I just found yeah. that quite like, where's it coming from? Yeah, I don't know. If you're expecting me to have the answer, Lee, you said that as if I was going to throw in some golden nugget of an answer there. <laughs> but you but you raise a good point, don't you? And I, I guess it's back to that point as well around how confident people feel and how with how much confidence people show up is so much influenced by those external factors that we started to talk about rather mm -hmm. than maybe actually what we know about ourselves and what mm. we're good at and where we're operating really do you know so there is something about that judgment of others I think kind of make having an impact on how confident a, another person might feel yeah. and there's something about how do we shift and change that culture then to have conversations across the board about it's okay not to know everything it's okay you know when we talk about the imposter syndrome and I use the bunny ears um, when I say it because I know we've had a lot of debate about you know is that the right term to use for some of the things that show up as part of that there's just something for me about like you know maybe everybody is just sometimes feeling a bit like they're not on their a-game you know somebody's made a judgment about them that's not their self-belief so therefore they don't feel as valued or they mm -hmm. don't feel like what they're doing is as important or as good as it can be and if that happens to everybody whether you're an introvert extrovert or anything in between like why can't we create a culture where it's okay to talk about you know not being confident failing learning developing rather than it I feel like it's coming from a sort of like performance-based judgmenty type space that it's like you must be like this to be able to be good at something but like you say who determined that and when and why haven't we shifted away from that type mm. of conversation so I'm really interested then to to ask you as someone who's perhaps potentially perceived as being a confident person, obviously there's that vulnerability of you maybe not always feeling confident, but feeling like you've got to show up in a certain way. Have you felt confident to challenge that misconception of you? Yes, yes. But probably only as I've been in my career for longer, mm. not in the early days, more so probably in the last few years that I've been, I've felt more able to have that conversation with people. And I think I've been more aware of when I can see people who seem to be acting maybe sometimes like I have done when mm. there is that bit of a facade and that kind of oh, put, not putting on a brave. Do, but do you know what I mean? Like yeah, just bigging yeah. things up a bit to almost cover up for the fact that actually I don't really feel like I know what I'm doing here, but I don't feel like I can say it. So mm. I, I have felt able to and I hope in a compassionate way have some of those conversations from the point of view that like I've noticed this and actually it's something that I've experienced and that I've done before yeah. and is there something going on here that you need support with or that I can help with so more so now definitely not early on in my career I think the other thing is that actually working and collaborating with you Lee I think has helped me to try to be more aware of when people's personality types or preferences are not like mine how can I be supportive of them showing up how mm. they might want to mm. um mm. so not just assuming that because people are quiet they haven't got something to say like what other options are there for them to contribute their yeah. expertise and their ideas into the space so I do also think with time 
and probably more so over the last few years of working with you because we are quite quite opposites in that sense that I have made a conscious effort to learn more about how I can help people who might not have my preference to to show up and mm. potentially operate with more confidence but I like you I'm not sure that is the right term it's more about having the space and opportunity yeah. to feel like you can share yeah yeah so maybe it's maybe it's just another word that goes into our banish box of things we don't like using. The in banish leadership. box. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Maybe we need to physically create the banish box. Like yeah. we're not talking about this anymore. So <laughs> confidence and imposter syndrome. What else have we got? That's another uh, episode. Strat- well, strategy for strategy's sake. I yeah. Think. When people say you've got to be more strategic, that can go. That can do one. <laughs> Hello, it's a, like our personal room 101. Yeah, there's a banished box bonus episode coming up, I reckon. <laughs> Sorry, we digress again. No. So so we we've kind of broken down the concept and construct of confidence. I think we've opened a whole can of worms around like who is setting this because if both parties and obviously we talk in very general terms because there will be people who do genuinely feel super confident and people who genuinely feel unconfident and we're not belittling or dismissing those feelings but in the general sense so yeah whole kind of worms that I think we're gonna have to part because we haven't got an answer for that (laughs) or enough time in this episode (laughs) but let's get a little bit practical now so many of the coaching conversations that I have revolve around leaders saying that they need to show more confidence so assuming that that's true even if it's someone's limiting belief or some self-talk they've got for themselves, assuming that they do need to show up with more confidence, what can you do about it? So there are a few things that come to mind for me. And actually, um, I mentioned that we talk a lot about this on Thrive and there's a whole session around this where actually we spend some time together and solo uh, thinking about the situations. And we're going to use the word confident because that's what what we've deemed this episode is about even if we want to find another word for it but spend some time thinking about the situations in the workplace in your leadership role where you do feel you're most confident like Mm -hmm. when are the times I feel like yes I'm totally smashing it and I feel like I'm you know talking with authority people you know really taking on board like my suggestions whatever it is identify those areas and also spend a bit of time identifying where you feel the least confident Mm. And are there certain situations where you're like, that's when I just feel like I want to keep my head down when I'm not showing up, when I feel that self-doubt, when my self-belief is really low. And when you've done that, try to maybe identify any themes that are coming up Mm. um, through that reflective piece. And therefore, whether there are any opportunities for you to create more of the conditions you need to feel more confident more often. And that might be stuff that you can do yourself it might be support that you need from other people but just by having that opportunity to reflect I think it can help you um to kind of work out when and hopefully why you Mm. have those moments of like peak confidence and low confidence and whether there is anything you can do to nudge those lower confidence moments up more towards where you're feeling more confident I said confident a lot in that bit sorry yeah Yeah. I'll stop now (laughs) and ask you what you think I have I have got some more thoughts, but I want to hear what you think, Lee, because I'm sure some of them might might be similar. Well, well, I I like your 
the, the kind of exercise that you can do. And I do similar with, with my clients around getting that clarity, asking, you know, what would a more confident you look like? What would they sound like? How would they be different in the actions and the decisions they, you know, you took? Um, because I do think that self-awareness is is super important and identifying the gap you're, you're trying to close. Um, but I also think there's, there's, for me, something around often this comes up as an issue because of some kind of feedback that you've had from someone else. So it's important that you don't just take that and run with it without understanding and contextualising. You know, our conversation already has shown how different people think differently about confidence so your interpretation could be very different to the person who's feeding that back to you and what they had in mind they want you to do differently so I think you need to ask them to be a bit more specific give examples ask the question you know what would that look like in in practice if I was to be more showing up more confidently and then you need to do that reflection piece which is is this a valid piece of feedback? Is it a change that I'm willing to make? Does it fit with my values, with my personality and the way I want to work? And then then you can make some decisions around what you, you know, do you want to do anything about it? Or are you going to perhaps close the loop and politely feed back that actually this is how you, you are going to approach that issue instead? I love that. And I'm glad you mentioned the feedback thing. That was the other uh, element of what I wanted to talk about yeah. around that like Sorry. evidence no 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 it's good like around that evidence and it and it works both ways so it's like if you've got that feedback like how do you validate it or not mm. and understand it and actually if people are prepared to give you that feedback then in my humble opinion they should also be prepared to expand on that and give you some concrete yeah. examples yeah. and um, it's amazing how many people can't yeah yeah and maybe that's just because the way you operate is different to the way they operate and they just can't get their heads around that maybe Mm. that feedback isn't valid at all I also think when that kind of self-doubt element creeps in around kind of how confident you feel there is something and I know you've had to do this with me a couple of times Lee where it's just like where's your where is your evidence of that and actually sometimes when you look your evidence says the opposite which is actually all your clients are feeding this back to you so I don't know why you are not confident in thinking that you're doing a good job for example yeah. so that that bit of validation and that like seeking out your evidence I think is really important because the evidence might be showing you something very different to how you feel inside and then the other bit around evidence for me is also about demonstrating the value that you add mm-hmm. and that might be where sometimes you don't feel confident enough to do that in certain ways but are there really practical things that you could do that would help you to feel like you're demonstrating that value add as a leader into your organization so is it about where you have certain conversations here with are you doing you know reports or updates on the really great things that you are doing Mm. where you have a lot of confidence but maybe you're not getting the opportunity to share that so I think that evidence feed piece feels like a really crucial part of of showing up with more confidence if that's what you feel like you need to do yeah and I think there's um, also that self-reflection piece that you need to do as an individual, which is to understand whether is confidence the issue or are there other things that are at play that's maybe making you question your abilities. We talked a little bit earlier about some of the biases that might play out from other people. Um, but also it could be the high standards that you've set yourself and perhaps they're not realistic or achievable and you're feeling 
like you're not performing because you're not achieving the, the standards that you set. It might be that you're feeling micromanaged or you're micromanaging other things and that's creating a bit of a pressure block around an issue. And, and again, it goes back to that, that sense of, oh, am I delivering? If I'm not delivering, do I feel confident in what I'm doing? But it could be what your starting point is. And then there's the, absolutely that thing around other people's attitudes and behaviours and understanding whether there is some kind of bias at play. Yeah, absolutely. Don't disagree with any of that, Lee. <laughs> I think there's probably some really tangible things that people could do as well if they do feel like they are confident. You know, and I've done this in, in my career where perhaps I, you know, I've said I don't necessarily talk for talking sake in meetings and um, I'm someone that's a bit of a thinker and a ponderer and don't like necessarily being put on the spot. So, you know, how did I show up confidently in work? It was things like um, how I prepared for meetings, reading the meeting papers, maybe having some talking points, thinking through what questions I could ask if I felt that they were of value and do, do all the work. It, it was a lot of work before. I, I couldn't just go into a meeting and wing it because that wasn't my comfortable style. I didn't like being put on the spot. Um, that doesn't mean I wasn't confident in the stuff I was saying, but for me to fully contribute mm. to discussions, I needed to have that space beforehand to think, reflect on, you know, what's the outcome? What do I think my role and contribution could be to, to this, whether that was a meeting or whether that was something else. When I work with, with leaders, um, often it can be, they can go into, I don't know, board meetings or whatever, and they talk incoherently or they go too into too much detail and therefore people are questioning you know do they know what they're doing because they're not able to succinctly pull out the stuff that I need for assurance purposes for example and so just working on it on it with someone to, to develop what your key messages are for example or how they deliver the messages so you know more positive language or maybe being a bit more optimistic in or maybe it's how you project when you're talking so there's there are practical things you could be doing and as you've mentioned don't be afraid to get support if needed it could be a mentor it could be a coach there are specific training courses on particular issues that, that you can tackle as well yeah, and I think have that um, support network of people where you can test things out and it doesn't have to be loads of people, but those people that you really trust where you mm. can go, I'm really struggling with this and I feel like I want to try a different approach, but I'm just not sure how it's going to land. Like just talk it through with people who you feel like are either going to just at least give you that safe space to talk through or, you know, maybe give you some of that constructive challenge and feedback that will help you. So we've we've tackled the the possible situation where someone's feeling like they need to show more confidence or, or feel more confident in what they're doing so let's let's tackle the flip side of that which is if you've had that feedback that perhaps you're showing up with too much confidence and you need to dial it down a bit what does that look like so some of my advice around this would be the same so yep. some of it is about <laughs> understand that feedback if people are saying this to you be curious and open about asking what this really means what are they perceiving why do they think this about you so that can help you identify what the issue is if there is mm -hmm. an issue there might not be but kind of just understanding why there is this perception that you are showing up with too much confidence and in this space I definitely think 
it's probably more likely to be external feedback that says that to you than you thinking it yourself, yeah, if I'm perfectly yeah, honest. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> so you really need to, but need to not be defensive about working mm-hmm. through like what that means for other people and how they're perceiving you. Cause I think that will help you do that, um, that reflection piece to understand it better. There's definitely something for me around reflecting on why you might be perhaps over amplifying some of your behaviors or some of how you're showing up in the room mm-hmm. like what's the cause of that and mm-hmm. it, you know it it might be really uncomfortable to have some of this self-reflection and maybe you need to do it with a coach or a mentor or whatever but there's something about like what is the cause is it that you're feeling some sort of need to prove yourself and why is that is it because you don't have trust in the people around you to come mm-hmm. up with the solution so you feel like you're having to contribute everything that you've got and not give them the space to to contribute so I think there could be lots of factors as to why you might be full-on uh, can you over show up I don't know but showing up with that too much of that confidence <laughs> with the jazz hand <laughs> um, so I think there is is an important piece of work to do there that might be partly by yourself might be with some support from other people and then I think there is also that bit that I mentioned before Um, that I've tried to do which is learning more about the different people and personality types that you are working with Mm. as a senior leader so that you can actually work out how best to support them to show up as well and create maybe more of an equitable balance around voices in the room people sharing suggestions ideas because that can help you to just be more aware of making sure that you're not maybe always taking things over talking over people because actually you have a role as a leader to get the best out of everybody so you need to start doing some of that understanding as well and yeah I absolutely and I absolutely think that both both of those scenarios probably might somewhere along the line if you look back say something about the culture that either you are or that is being created in your organization if you've got yeah got that space but that again is probably a whole other episode Lee (laughs) well I mean without a doubt the 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 nub of the issue is is around as a leader being having that self-awareness and also knowing who you surround yourself with so I think the two almost go hand in hand for me the who you surround yourself with is really important because you need people around you who's going to tell it to you as it is not what you would like to hear so they can help perhaps shine a light on some of those behaviors that might not be helpful in the culture that you're you're building or or how you're managing certain situations so I think for anything in your leadership development being really curated you know curate your 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 support network is really important I know we've talked about that before and then I think this this awareness of your behaviors and if you don't have the right people around you who are who are willing to perhaps feed it back and and even though they know you're not going to like it you could be perpetuating behaviors and creating a culture that you you don't like so you you being aware of what you say and how you say it are you being condescending when you're feeding back to people are you taking all credit for the stuff that your team's doing are you perhaps pushing blame to other people when things don't work all of those are uh, kind of warning signs in, in my eyes of yeah. being slightly overconfident in your <laughs> leadership and, and management yeah um, and you need someone to call you out on that 
And and I, I absolutely agree with that. And to build on that, I guess earlier in my career, going back to the point that sometimes maybe some of us who are showing up with co- too, too much confidence, some of that might be about masking where we're really feeling not confident. And actually yeah. sometimes, I think, you know, a lot of the time there will be people who like, I don't, I don't think this person's going to like this feedback because they're so confident they think they know it all is probably a perception. But actually, there will be those odd occasions where it would have been really nice for me to have somebody say, do you know what, you seem to be like super loud in this meeting or in the last few times we've met, you've like really talked not that anyone had a voice. Like, is everything okay with you? Because I think that would have given me permission to go, no, actually, I feel like I'm really out of my depth and I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm... and. I, but I, and I know that won't be everybody, but again, yeah. it's like that feedback is really helpful because particularly earlier on in my career, and I'm sure with other people, you think you have to show up with confidence all the time because that's what's going to make people believe that you're really mm. great at your job and that's going to get you your next career step. And sometimes just somebody kindly saying to you, this is, this is how you're coming across. Is that how you're intending to come across? Is there anything going on there for you? might actually just be the release you need to go I know you think I'm super cocky and know it all but actually at the moment I'm feeling really out of my depth so yeah. I think there's the two sides but I absolutely do think a lot of the time it's it's that other bit of it that people are so sure of themselves maybe that they are not going to accept the feedback but yeah like you say you need people who are going to feel able to give you that feedback compassionately and with good intent to enable you to to maybe be more self-aware and reflect yeah so that brings us nicely to our how-to. So I'll end in on a few helpful prompts or actions that you can take. So so what are your how-tos, Carrie-Anne? From today's conversation, I would definitely say there's something for me about being curious and digging more into that feedback. So if you're getting mm. either feedback, you're too much, you're too, you're not enough, whatever that feedback is that you're getting about how you're showing up and your confidence. I think the crucial bit is to kind of dig into that and get some real examples and evidence that will then help you do the next really important thing, which I think is that reflection piece about kind of why. And, you know, there's lots of ways you can do that depending on where you are in this space about how confident you're feeling. But so, yeah, understand the feedback, maybe seek out some more and um, do that self-reflection piece would be my two. Yeah, mine's similar. I I think that is the most important thing that that's you you can almost self-coach yourself you know what what does a change in confidence look like how will you know a change has happened but I do think don't just take feedback or or even your own belief at face value you do need to do that digging a bit deeper for for all the reasons that we've talked about and and we'll put a link in the show notes to the book we mentioned and also if you want to subscribe to get other leadership reading recommendations you can do that if you liked this episode, don't forget to hit like and share it with someone so that they can also benefit from our wisdom. Does that sound too confident, Carrie? Oh, well, you're showing up really overconfident there, Lee. <laughs> Almost borderline a bit clocky. <laughs> but please do give us give us a like, a thumbs up, whatever your app of choice gives you as an option. We welcome it all. Basically, if you like us, say something nice because it will really boost our confidence. <laughs> on that note we will see you next week
Thanks for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to hit follow and share the show with someone you know. Oh, that rhymes. A rating or review will be much appreciated. If you're looking for some leadership inspiration, why not get a free copy of our recommended reading list? Visit howtotakethelead.com to download. Until next week, get out there and take the lead. Thank you.